Hello and welcome to the final episode of Series 2 of the Decade Podcast, the podcast that takes an in-depth look into the 2021 project started by comedian Mark Watson. I'm your host, Chris Jack. I'm a little bit like Mark, except absolutely no one is making me do this. When I start putting videos out on TikTok, you'll know I'm no longer in control of my own actions. And on that note, today's guest is... I don't really know what to say. You would have seen him on Twitter and in various viral content across multiple platforms. You're probably thinking to yourself, he can't really be like that in real life. He is. In fact, interviewing was a fully immersive experience and one I'm not sure I'll ever recover from. This is his podcast debut and I'm actually surprised he managed to keep it secret for three months. Today's guest is the content producing, mint guzzling, airport arrivals lurking machine that is Alex. It's fair to say this isn't your run-of-the-mill episode. Please enjoy the decade goal, singular, of Alex. Welcome, Alex, to the Decade Podcast. It's, I say lovely to have you here. I'm not sure about that quite yet. Well, you know, a lot of people say I'm not lovely to be around. Certain names, for sure. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. Do you know what? I am absolutely delighted that you've agreed to do this. Obviously, the fans have been screaming for you to come and join me and talk about your goals. And There might be some people on there who don't know who I am. You well, thanks for prompting me, because the first thing we ask people to do is introduce themselves. Oh, oh God. Oh, here we go. So, my name's Alex. I am... I work for Impatient Productions, which, if you don't know, is Mark Watson's production company. And uh, if you don't know who Mark Watson is, I don't know how you got here. Anyway, Mark set up Decade, and I work for him. And I terrorise him occasionally in aid of my own enjoyment and occasionally promoting shows uh, i do various things at the job sometimes i tell people what it is sometimes i like them to not know because it's funny <laughs> and uh i often make podcasts but i've never been on one myself so here we are this is your very first podcast as this is an exclusive you got the i got the exclusive and i'm very pleased with that so how does it feel so far I feel very comfortable, despite my posture, which if, I mean, we're not posting on video, so uh, my my hands are raised in an attack position, holding onto the arms of my chair, because this is mad. Obviously, me being the wonderful host I am has, you know, made you feel relaxed. Um, you know, for the listener, we've had 20 minutes of talking about the sirens outside and Has it been that long? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has been that long, Alex. Well, you know, this is how it goes. I feel like, what is it? How no how long are they normally? 25 to 30 minutes? Yes, but I normally record for about an hour and a half, and I figure that I probably need wow. to cancel my meetings tomorrow morning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry to the viewers. Also, sorry to all the listeners, because I just leaned away from the podcast, and I would have been telling Michael Chakravarti off to no end. I do like the fact that um, throughout this, you're going to be going well you know michael wouldn't do it like that or <laughs> mark's much better mu much better host than you are do you want the scoop while we're here on uh, who who uh, on each people's different podcasting quirks so long as i can actually release it and i don't have to cut it all out or if you like to i can put bleeps in when you mention the the individuals i think they'd be all right with it to be honest we'll just do mankind and sticky bum boys because i know that they'd be fine with it so uh, if I was to rank 
So there's three of them. There's Michael, who's in both. There's Mark, which is uh, who's on Mankind. And there's David, who is on Sticky Bum Boys. David Atten has absolutely the best podcast etiquette. He is softly spoken. He speaks into the mic like this. Uh, Michael sits far back, yells and cackles. And I love him. And he repeats a lot of words. We love him for it. And uh, Mark... He's very quiet, and as you have probably seen from his stand-up, and I'll say this separately as well, uh, just so you could just say Mark's. Um, Mark, well, he likes to keep the microphone app- apparently where his heart is. <laughs> he doesn't realise that we speak from our mouths. He speaks from his soul, which apparently is near the stomach, approaching the bonds, somewhere in that region. And so half the time I've got to shove the microphone back in his face and go, mate, talk into it. But it's fun. So just so you know, I will be reporting back to all three of those people on your podcast etiquette after this. <laughs> I hope so. I'd, lo- I'd love to see their reactions. I mean, if you didn't know Alex already, I think we've just summed him up with that introduction. How did you first hear about the Decade Project? Good question. Turns out, Without realizing it, I was at the uh, first live show. Now, you might say, have a listen to that. Oh, what, was he tied up in a sack at the back? No, no, no. Mark, an impatient, booked me and a couple friends who'd gone up to the fringe to pretty much record and live stream the occasional couple gigs. Uh, So that August, we went up, and I think we recorded it. I'm not sure if it actually made it out there, but we recorded that Decade podcast. That's sad, because there was like three cameras. We put work into it. Anyway, yeah, we recorded that one, and everyone was talking about their goals, and I was like sat there thinking, ah, you know, that's cool. Look at all them with their ideas and their goals and stuff. Sorry, so you were cynical about the Decade project right from the word go? I knew you lot. I could see it without even knowing any of you. I knew this would be my problem in the future. That was even before I was employed by him. But I just knew. To be real, very briefly, I thought it was a very cool idea. And uh, I was skeptical that he'd be able to keep it up for 10 years. But we're two years down and people are doing it. It's mainly Mark, to be honest. So I think that's what's nice about it, that actually he's at least planted a seed and there are still people involved in it and those connections will hopefully last so they've lasted two years already but hopefully last longer than the 10 years that we planned i get that cynicism in terms of oh my god these are quite lofty and these are wonderful ideas but can you really sustain it as a project or a group for a long period of time i think that's quite a difficult thing to do i suppose when as you said he planted a seed flowers are going to grow. There's a lot of rainwater, there's a lot of sunlight, there's good soil. You guys are very bored. (laughs) Do you know what? I was just about to go, um, let me just push the bullshit button, because that sounded like absolute nonsense. And then you went, you guys are pretty bored. And I went, yeah, yeah, that's about right, yeah. Brought it back. That's it, is that also... It's, it's a whole world, and you bring everyone together again, and it, it's nice. It's good. Oh, God, I'm so soppy. I love this idea that you came across the Decade Project by accident because you were hired to do a bit of, a bit of, a bit of work, and then you suddenly found yourself in a, in a Decade Project. <laughs> I Did was you... like, I've been bought in. 
I'm, I'm, they forced me to pick three more people to stand at the back and sit on the cameras. They're like, you got goals too now, buddy. Did you go to find out more about it from, from Mark as a result of, of doing the work on those shows? Or was it sort of natural and you were sort of, you know, a month later and went, oh, I'm in it now? Yeah, no, it was a bit more of a, a minute now. I'm pretty sure I didn't join the Discord oddly until earlier this year when I finally, basically, I've been around it and I've been mentally sitting with my own goals, doing my own personal decade while being around all the shows and everything, but not really getting to the point of engaging until now. Well, so, I mean, it's great that obviously you're doing this with me today. So prior to that and prior to getting involved in the Discord, do you see yourself more as sort of decade adjacent rather than a decader? Yeah, I'd say so, mainly because I'm not very active with my goals and I haven't taken enough time to consider, which is partially because of just the manic, chaotic life that this job leads me to live at times. But also because following on from that, I don't take enough time to personally evaluate what I'd like to improve about myself, where I want to go sometimes. When I get stressed and I get busy, I kind of just pause and just go into like survival mode rather than, I don't even know what the other mode would be called, living mode. I don't know. You know what I mean? Two modes, survival and living. Yeah. And I'm not living, I'm surviving. I'm out in the trenches. Heathrow Airport at 6.30 does not count as in the trenches. Mate, I set off at 5 a.m. I was pretty spot on. I think I arrived exactly at 6. And then I remember getting really angry because I went over my two hours. And I went over two hours by two minutes because I've been following him around so much at the airport. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun one. That was very enjoyable. What were your original decade goals? I sat there in that room and I came up with one goal. One goal that has plagued me for most of the years of my life since. Very slightly, but it's frustrating. And that is that within 10 years of that date, what was it? August something. I think it might have been August 11th? August the 12th. August the 12th. On that day, I decided I really want to know how to whistle. And within 10 years, we're at the two-year mark. I don't know how to whistle. Not even close. <laughs> what made you pick whistling? I don't know. I felt like it's, it should be a, an achievable goal. It's not, like, it's not like people who can turn their tongues inwards and all that. That takes time and dedication. There's people these big dramatic goals. I just need something simple. I need to be able to have a dog and call it from the other side of the field and it listen to my whistle. I just need to hum a tune and not hum, but whistle a tune. I'm a simple man. What have you done towards your whistling goal in the last two years? All right. Well, occasionally I will, I haven't got to the YouTube tutorial stage yet. I'm not that desperate to whistle, but I will sit there and just kind of poke my tongue out my mouth and purse my lips as everyone tells me that I should be doing. You've got to make a little hole in your mouth and I'll just blow and nothing happens. For the listener, Alex is pursing his lips and blowing right now. 
<laughs> Nothing. What's brilliant about that is your current status in your goal is I thought about watching the YouTube videos. Yeah, man. And I like the idea that someone someone else out there is might be wanting to be a comedian and well I thought about watching some stuff on YouTube. <laughs> I watched half a next Netflix special and I thought, yeah. I'm not there yet. I thought I'd at least try and give you a little hand in your whistling adventure. So I looked up the wiki how for how to whistle. I mean, it's gold right from the beginning um, because whistling can be as simple as one, two, three, but it can take a few tries before you produce a sound. With the oh right... my God. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, the goal of that person to be like, oh, it's just one, two, three, because that is what every whistler does. You tell someone, you go in a room, Nine out of ten people, the same as any dentist in any ad, will go, oh, it's just, you just do it like this. And I'm just, I just, I'm just met with derision. But, but Alex, with that technique, you can be whistling in no time, according to this author of <laughs> WikiHow. Who the fuck are they? I'll find them. I'll go to the airport, I'll get him. There are three main methods that this author suggests, and the first of which is whistling with your lips. That's pursing your lips, making the little hole and just going... Oh, Chris, it's like a knife in my heart! The second one is, and I don't know why this is even a technique, but this is whistling with your fingers. You make a little backwards... Is it back? It's a C. What's a backwards C? Okay, Uh... with your... With your thumb and your index finger. Does it matter which hand? Because I could make a C. I could make a C. <laughs> I've instantly gone for my other hand. You put those fingers. For an audio podcast, this means nothing to you. But both myself and Alex are now putting our fingers in our mouths, right? So you put the two fingers in your mouth and then uh-huh. you blow. There's more to it than that. They, they are diminishing the entire process. Oh, just stick your fingers in your mouth. Yeah, but I find that much harder. I feel like, what's the point of putting your fingers in your mouth when you can just... No, but you're not doing it close enough together. So a little gap. (laughs) I'm doing it, Chris Jack. I'm sorry to the people. I mean, this is is brilliant. Um, For the listener, we had to cut out half an hour of Alex blowing into the microphone. And the final one, which I don't really get because I don't know how they're done. It's whistling with your tongue, which is basically putting, I can't do this one, putting like your tongue between your teeth and blowing through that. So it's like, I say I can't do that. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about with tongue acrobatics. I mean, like... that That is the closest I've done to whistling. There was noise that wasn't blowing. <laughs> this is the two-year mark. Look, I mean, ten years. Has, he's got all these techniques. This but guy sounds like a wanker. Oh, we've all got techniques. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if it's a guy or not, but reading yeah, the article, yeah, yeah. it's a guy. <laughs> he's mansplaining me. He's definitely, and I do. He ends on, why not experiment with the position of your tongue and cheek muscles? <laughs> The how to whistle technique could also be how to give a blowjob.
I respect that they went into used tongue. It, it, very advanced techniques. So there's some top tips at the end, which I'm sure you'll want to hear. Yeah. When whistling with your fingers, it's best to aim the air downwards. What is he saying? What does that mean? <laughs> ten people have listed that as not helpful. Uh, yeah, there's ten people sat there like, how do I aim air? I'm not Avatar. It's it's eleven now. Yeah, so I go. It's getting mass downvoted. I'll summon right. the masses. Tip number two, which again I think you'll love, take breaks between each attempt, or you'll get dizzy and have a headache. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm missing out on. It's like blowing a balloon. You've got to get past the point where you're really trying hard. And maybe I'm just not putting my entire head's worth into it. <laughs> Finally, and I think this is obviously really important, um, for most people, whistling is easier if your lips are moist. Try licking your lips. Maybe take a sip of water. I know it's an audio podcast, but... I'm not doing that. Your lips look I'll do that in my own time at home in a comfortable space. Just me and the mirror. Whistling aside, did you not consider any other goals? Well, the sad thing is, I felt like you know how with New Year's resolutions, right? You set a new, new Year's resolution every year. I feel like this probably comes up a bit in the podcast. Do people talk about New Year's resolutions? Not really. I feel like it's a similar thing. Anyway, with New Year's resolutions, for me personally, for one thing, I never solidify them enough to like write them down. So they don't stick out. They're not in my mind. And I feel like 10 years, I don't... If I think about even between now... And two years ago, I couldn't quantify what one of my goals was because I feel like I'm a completely different person now to then. I feel like I live in a state of constant, is it constant flux? I feel like I'm in now and I can, I can think ahead, maybe a week. Whenever I make plans, I get, I, I can, I can tell you what I'm doing maybe a week from now, but beyond that, I don't know. And so to think 10 years ahead and be like, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? Is so astronomical. However, in thinking about this and just some things that came to mind, I do have some hopefuls. I'm not definitely locking them in. We're not whistling. That's going to happen. But there's some stuff that maybe I'd like to do. You talk about being in that state of flux and not knowing what you're going to be next year the year after now i think that's quite common but i think there's something about growth there do you not have any career aspirations or is it really just that day-to-day -day, see where see where tomorrow finds me i don't really know where i exactly want to be in 10 years is the thing like obviously i want to be bigger better harder faster stronger you know, like... <laughs> like Daft Punk. Yeah, like, I will be... Actually, yeah, in eight years, I'll be Daft Punk. Uh, I'll be the new age. I'll get myself a helmet, and I'll do both their jobs. I'll get both helmets. You don't need them in the same room. No. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to grow, but it doesn't feel definitive enough. Like, if I... My original one, maybe coming up uni, would have been, I want to be a producer. But 
technically I'm a producer now because mm. I produce podcasts and I'll be producing at the fringe this year. Is it what I want to produce? No, but do I know what I want to produce? Not exactly. Maybe within within that time I want to start my own podcast. Maybe I want to move into doing more video based stuff or social media or try comedy myself probably but i'm not settled on it enough to lock it in but that feels like quite a healthy place to be i like the idea of having a direction and almost waiting for or trying lots of different things before you really realize what's right for you and i think that's because you'll see some people, and not necessarily related to decade, is they'll have a lifetime ambition to reach that. It, when they get there, it's not quite what they imagined. I think the idea of just having one goal and settling on that, and then that being it, horrifying, because then what is next? I think that's what scares me about stuff like marriage, which is stupid. Because it's just a it's a new door into the next thing, but it feels like an end point, and I don't need an end point. I just need to keep going, as I am doing in a way. So, but do you not feel that having an end point can be really beneficial to some people, so long as it not being the be all and end all? I suppose it's yeah. I can understand how it would be comfortable for people, but I feel like there's just a high chance that either you don't reach it and that sucks because you haven't met your overarching goal and then that'll lead to however else you feel or moving the goalposts or anything like that or you do reach it and then you feel lost and I feel like by just having a temporary state I'm not pushing myself too far each way and also then i don't have to worry about that i suppose from your perspective it feels it feels better for you to work towards a more nebulous type goal than having something set and specific because ultimately that might be disappointing it's like staving off disappointment it's a defense mechanism i'm not in a state of being where I can define where I'm at. I feel like I'm kind of a passive observer sometimes in my own life where I'm kind of living through whatever I'm in right now, but I'm maybe not in as much control as I'd like to be. Like career, life, all of it, just kind of about. And I'm doing stuff and I'm like still being me within all of it, but am I in control? No, I don't know. It's a difficult question to answer, actually, but have your decade goals changed over time? There's more stuff that I'd like to do beyond whistling. So, for example, to the wider issue is that I haven't really left the country in many years because I've just not been in a stable pace where I'd want to like where um, I've got enough money for a holiday or anything like that. And also it used to be a thing where I just hated the idea of holidays. I've kind of got past that, 
but now I need to like challenge it before it's become such a long time that there's no there's been so long that I then create a thing out of it. So my dad, despite being just a white guy from Lancashire, knows Greek enough to have full conversations in it. Also, he flies a plane, which is the coolest thing ever. I'm not going to do that, but I'd love to be able to know Greek enough to be conversational because I love Greek food. Greece is really, like, it's a great place to be. <laughs> and the Greek people are just great vibes. You go out there and they're just chill. Those are my people in my soul. <laughs> so I'd love to speak Greek. Uh, also, I'd like to start my own podcast. I'd like to try a comedy. Within those 10 years, it'd be great for this to happen. The comedy one, I'd like to do that this year. They, they feel like really tangible goals that you can kind of work towards and they feel a lot more achievable than whistling. Yeah, it's odd that, isn't it? I could learn the entirety of the Greek language, but if they put a whistle as one of the, <laughs> one of the alphabet, I'd be screwed. Lots of people put travel as their goal and I think it's something about broadening the mind, but... It feels like going to another country, completely separating from your entire environment. You just have the clothes on your back and your suitcase and you're just in another country. And also you're kind of on your own. And to then move from that, from our safe environments into that feels like a massive step. But as you said, you get out there and you're just in another country with people that speak, speak a slightly different language, whatever, man. But it's always taking the step. It's always, mm. I think with me, it's always the first step and to flip it back on you. How long had you thought about starting a podcast before starting this podcast? So I had the idea in my head, but it took me a while to um, formulate it and get the confidence and courage to go and do it. Yeah, I envy people that have ideas and then just go out and start them, which is the way to do it. If you want to do anything, you have to go out and just do it. Even if it's the worst thing ever, you got to just do it. And I say that as a person that does not do that. I struggle to start things and I have all these ideas, but I'm not a starter and it's very frustrating, but maybe in a way, that's what I'm challenging amongst myself is that by 10 years time, eight years time now, I've started my decade goals. I've started learning Greek. I've started a podcast, bam, bam, bam. I've made those steps and made enough in way where it's not an option to stop. I started Duolingo Greek for a while and then the bird annoyed me. I recorded a podcast and then listened to my voice and hated it. Never did anything with it. Despite spending about half an hour sat on it, on it, I was just on like a, like a coastal walk in the middle of the night and I was staring at this light that kept going on and off and I kept narrating what the light was like, like it turned on and I was like, oh, so you like that question? And then it turned off and I'm like, sorry, mate, did I offend you there? And uh, I loved it. And then I listened to it the next day and I was like, am I fucking deranged? <laughs> well, you, yes, you are. Yeah. You are deranged. Of course I am. But that's okay. It's the only way you get, it's the only way you'd make it in this business. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you need any help or support in achieving your decade goals? Apparently, I need someone to purse my mouth to the exact dimensions and then pull my tongue out my mouth. That's the only way that this whistling is going to happen because I do not have the facilities. No, I think realistically, it comes from you, for me at least. Uh, and I would love to have someone teach me Greek, but also... I'm quite excited by the prospect of teaching myself it. With any goals, you need the ability to put a lot of yourself into it. Otherwise, you haven't achieved it. For sure. You know, not even if it's something, you know, writing a book, obviously you have to yeah. write a book, but feeling better about yourself, that doesn't seem particularly tangible, but and might have the support of a lot of people, kind of positive reinforcement and helping you with that but actually if you don't get there yourself and understand it yourself then it doesn't really mean as much and you've not achieved it yeah you can't really unlock that door until you do it yourself it's kind of a battle with yourself so Back to the WikiHow article, there are a few people that have asked questions in relation to whistling, which I think might be a benefit for you. Um, the last one on there is, is there a disease which doesn't let, let you whistle? If so, do I have it? Yeah. Do I have it? What it's are okay. the other symptoms? It's okay, though. Uh, the community has answered, no, of course. <laughs> Some people just have trouble whistling. 92 people found that unhelpful. I'd love a disease. I'd love to be able to explain this shit, but no, I'm just whistly challenged. Thank you, Alex, for joining me on the Decade Podcast. It's been incredible having you. Um, 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 I don't want to... Oh, I was going to say I don't want to cut you off, but we're on separate recording tracks. Woo! Thanks, mate. Appreciate you. It's been very. It's been a, a fantastic experience. I think you need to post a video to YouTube, but I'll let you make that decision. There's so much gold in here. You're gonna lose it. And breathe or whistle. One of the two. I'm recording this outro on the same day. My Twitter notifications are full of five-word descriptions of Alex. I think talented, hyperkinetic, impatient errand boy just about sums it up. Thanks, Mark. And thanks to Alex for recording with me. It was a most delightful two hours, although you only got to listen to 20 minutes of it. Just think what the rest of it was like. And that's it for the series. It's been amazing. Thank you so much to all the wonderful guests. In order, thank you to Jenny, Kathy, Alison, Claire, Kerry, Petra, Lucy, Hazel, Lisa, and of course, Alex. Thank you to everyone who helps pull this together. Thank you to everyone that listens. And thank you to all you incredible decaders. You're all solid gold legends.
for those of you that got this far, a small glimpse into what the rest of the recording was like. He didn't want to promote any Schumacher, so I was going to make an AI out of his voice and then use that one and then get like a face app uh, to like use pictures of his face, but talk as he would say on the AI, <laughs> which is really deranged, honestly. But annoyingly, there's a lot of ethical considerations about making someone's uh, voice out of AI. And so I'd have to get a, a voice track of him going, this is my voice. I am Mark Watson and I consent to my voice being used. <laughs> Couldn't get that, mostly because I couldn't ask him again. <laughs> So yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit awkward. Oh my word. He already thinks we encourage you. See you for season three.